0: Good morning. morning. Thank you and welcome to the ribbon cutting ceremony for the facility for rare isotope beams. I'm Thomas Glasmacher, the EFREB lab director, and since 2008, I've been the EFREB project director. We have now successfully delivered this world unique scientific capability for the United States Department of Energy Office of Science. I mean, this is such a huge turnout. I mean, I appreciate the support, so much enthusiasm, and we had to move to Wharton Center because we don't have a space that big in FRIP. Thank you for being such a wonderful crowd. We're so honored to have all of you here today to celebrate the official start for FRIP Scientific Mission as a DOE Office of Science User Facility. Thank you. I want to specially recognize the Energy Department Secretary, Michigan's Governor, the MSU President, the Board of Trustees, our two senators and the members of Congress who can be with us in person today. I look forward to everybody's remark. I also want to acknowledge other honored guests in attendance, the EFRIB scientific users are here, our collaborators, our peers, our technical reviewers, our friends and partners in business and in labor from construction to manufacturing who built EFRIB, the federal officials from the DOE Office of Science, both out of Chicago and out of Germantown, and the many current and former local Michigan and MSU leaders. Lastly, I welcome the FRIP employees, the past ones, the present ones, and their guests. You all have built, planned, designed, and made FRIP happen, thank you. I'll talk more about FRIP in a moment, but now I'd like to turn over to our first speaker. It's my pleasure to introduce the 21st President of Michigan State University. From his arrival in 2019, President Stanley has advanced the safety, diversity, and excellence at MSU, and he has led the development of a strategic plan that will guide the university to the year 2030 and beyond. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Samuel Stanley.
1: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Glassmacher, both for your introduction and, more importantly, for your leadership of effort. It's a source of great pride to everyone here that such a huge and complex project was completed on budget and ahead of schedule. (laughs) And that is a tribute to you, the program you lead, and the stewardship of this university. Well, good morning everyone, and welcome to Michigan State University, home of the Spartans and soon to be known as home of the facility for rare isotope beams. We're proud to deliver on this pioneering project with support from our partners and grateful for the confidence placed in us. I'm excited to be here with you today to mark the opening of a big science program that will surely have a groundbreaking impact on our our understanding of matter, ranging from the generation and properties of new isotopes, to the origins of the universe itself. For MSU, FRIB represents the next stage of a commitment to accelerator-based nuclear science on campus that started more than 60 years ago. President John Hanna and other visionary Spartans realized the opportunities presented by nuclear science and made the decision to pursue the field in earnest with the construction of the K-50 cyclotron in 1960. We are very grateful to the National Science Foundation, which has supported the operation of the National Superconducting Cyclotron Laboratory and its predecessors from 1960 until this year. Let's hear it for the NSF. And when the nuclear physics community and the Department of Energy Office of Science recognized the need for EFRIB, former President Luanna Simon encouraged the team to compete for EFRIB within the Department of Energy Office of Science. And today we celebrate the team's success in bringing EFRIB to MSU and the state of Michigan. And we believe we are absolutely the right place to host it, as we are the nation's top-ranked graduate, graduate nuclear physics program, granting one in every ten of the nation's nuclear science PhDs. <laughs> Moving forward, we will build on the legacy of this innovation, including through our MSU 2030 strategic plan. The plan calls on the university to continue to be the global leader in nuclear physics. And I'm confident the EFRED program will be a gateway to a future of innovation and discovery, strengthening the university, the state, the science community, and multiple industrial partners. EFRED will do everything from expanding our understanding of the universe to advancing practical applications in medicine, nuclear security, environmental science, and more. With the opening of user operations, EFRIB will also support a community of 1,600 scientists from around the world who will use this facility. It will help MSU continue to attract the best and brightest faculty, staff, and students to our campus and into our natural science and engineering colleges and other programs. I truly believe EFRIB's location on this vibrant campus will unlock opportunities that we haven't yet imagined, and it's exciting to imagine how the program will contribute to a better future for our society in the years ahead. I'm grateful to everyone who brought us to this day, and for the partnerships that will carry us into the next chapter of this story. Thank you all so very much.
0: Thank you, President Stanley. Next, I'm privileged to introduce Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, a lifelong, you can clap, A lifelong Michigander, Governor Whitmer, was sworn in as the 49th Governor of Michigan in 2019. She's a two-time Spartan. She's a lawyer, educator, former prosecutor, state representative, and senator. And throughout her career, the governor has appreciated and supported the value EFRA brings to MSU and the economic impact it will generate throughout the state and beyond. It's my honor to welcome Governor Whitmer.
2: all right good morning it 's actually a great morning. I am so pleased to be here with you and president stanley i 'm so grateful for your leadership of my alma mater. I am proud to be a Spartan more than ever and today 's a really exciting moment. I was chatting with um, Trustee Diane Byram and acknowledging that it was two thousand and fourteen when we were breaking ground on this incredible undertaking and what a phenomenal um, experience and opportunity it's been for the state of Michigan, and I'm thrilled to be here now as, a, as the governor of this great state. This uh, FRIB is really the final step in a journey that began in 2008, and the beginning of a new chapter for Michigan and MSU's story. Over a decade ago, the Department of Energy, MSU, and the state came together to make a bet on Michigan. The bet has paid off and thanks to the 1500 construction workers and thousands of public officials, university staff, state employees who spent countless hours to make sure we got this done ahead of schedule and on budget, which is incredible considering everything we've been navigating. Soon hundreds of scientists and support staff will call the FRIB and Michigan home. The FRIB is going to deliver significant economic benefits to our state as well. While I could go on and on about harvesting rare isotopes and heavy ion beams and short-lived nuclei and other basic (laughs) nuclear physics concepts that we talk about at my dinner table every night. (laughs) I won't. I do however want to talk a little bit about how FRIB will unlock Michigan's potential. Michigan State University is already home to Uh, the number one physics graduate program in the nation and with the Frib, we're going to be building on that status. It'll have four billion dollar impact on our state economy and will be a talent magnet that offers unparalleled research and learning opportunities for some of the brightest minds in America and around the world. And the experiments and research conducted at Frib could lead to discoveries and breakthroughs and innovations that could happen at few other places on the whole planet. This is so exciting. The EFRIB will ensure that Michigan is the epicenter of high-tech research, innovation, and job growth. And thanks to EFRIB and MSU's Best in the Nation Nuclear Physics Program, Michigan will be the international leader in rare isotope research, beating out China and South, South Korea. Leadership in this space will give American companies competitive advantages in commercializing the discoveries made here at the Frib. They will create jobs in fields we haven't even heard of and start new businesses right here, right here in Michigan instead of overseas. The work at the Frib has a range of applications from bolstering our national security and shoring up our energy independence to curing diseases and answering big questions about the origins of our cosmos The folks at Frib are going to get it done. This project is yet another example that Michigan is on the move and building an economy of the future with good-paying jobs and opportunities for working families. We've added 21,600 auto jobs in the past three, three years, many in electrification and the future of mobility, including a $7 billion investment from General Motors building electric vehicles that came as a direct result of the bipartisan collaboration we've done around economic development. We remain a top state for sustainable development, foreign direct investment, and manufacturing. Our unemployment rate is 4.4%. We've added 174,000 people to the workforce year over year, and we continue to make historic investments in getting the basics done. Roads and water and schools, job programs, so much more. So we've been through a lot. But tough times call for tough people. And if there's one thing we know about the people of Michigan is we are tough. Because of our grit and determination to get things done, we're here celebrating this incredible moment. Um, What a huge day for the state of Michigan. Now, it's been a long time in coming. And we, a lot of folks, work together to make this happen and to get it done. Michigan will soon be the obvious answer to a lot of questions. When a company is looking for cutting-edge energy innovation and is deciding where to expand, the answer is Michigan. When esteemed academics are gauging where to do more groundbreaking research, the answer is Michigan. When an aspiring PhD student is considering where to bring their talents, the answer is Michigan. And when Netflix is commissioned a sequel to Don't Look Up, <laughs> the answer is Michigan. I hated it when, when they dismissed the MSU researcher, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> they should have listened to MSU, right? Well, I can't wait to see how the FRIB unleashes the incredible potential in this project. And I am so happy to be here with all of you. Congratulations. This is a, something that everyone in this room shares. Congratulations, and let's keep working to get things done. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Governor Wittmer. As you noted, EFRIP is a success story of partnerships done right. And today, we reflect on all those partnerships that came together to deliver EFRIP. The nation's nuclear science community has aimed for a rare isotope beams facility since the 1990s. And following competitive procurement process, the Department of Energy Office of Science awarded the project to MSU in 2008. We started in 2009 with the design work and then followed by civil construction in 2014. In 2016, we started installing the accelerator. And with an incredible project team, outstanding commercial and union partners, we built EFRIP safely on budget and ahead of schedule. Remaining on schedule, though, was made possible by Congress appropriating each year the construction funds that were agreed to in 2013 in the baseline plan. So thank you for every year appropriating the right amount. So, Sorry. Uh, We've got the Congress people mixed up here, so thank you. <laughs> um, you know, the Michigan De- delegation has been tremendous, so your steadfast support and advocacy for the DOE Office of Science and for the National Science Foundation research is really most helpful. Thank you. NSF support for nuclear physics at MSU dates back to 1960s. And through the National Superconducting Cyclotron Lab and its predecessors, that NSF support was the foundation for scientific excellence in nuclear structure, nuclear astrophysics that allowed us to win the effort competition in 2008. And then NSF and DOE, have remained both committed to the nation's nuclear science community during AFRP construction and their joint oversight of a smooth transition from NSF-funded NSCL to DOE-funded EFRIP through the joint oversight group is another outstanding success. It's an exemplary example of interagency cooperation and that has enabled MSU to continue to support the scientific user community without losing a step. I also want to thank former President Luana Simon for her vision of what could be possible when we were notified that the NSF support for NSCL comes to a stop. She encouraged us to get ready to compete for DOE funding, and she stood by us within the competition and through construction. Thank you. We're grateful and humbled to have been entrusted with public funds to build this $730 million facility. EFRIB will be the core piece of our nation's research infrastructure. And today, we cut the ribbon to begin our mission of enabling scientific discovery. More than 1,600 scientists are eager to come to EFRIB because we will be the best, most powerful superconducting heavy heavy ion linear accelerator. And we can't wait to see what researchers discover. We also can't wait to see EFRIB's impact on developing the next generation of scientists and accelerator experts who will get world-unique training at EFRIB. To my EFRIB colleagues and partners, I'm so proud to be standing here with you today. We designed and built EFRIB from the ground up together, a -a one-of-a-kind machine that will enable breakthrough discoveries and inspire applications that will change lives. I thank you for your commitment, your passion, your perseverance that fueled the idea of AFRIP into reality, thank you. Michigan State University's Board of Trustees, and sorry, <laughs> and, and in the audience, you have provided steadfast support every step of the way. Thank you for the trust you have placed in us. And it's now my privilege to introduce MSU Board of Trustee Chair woman Diane Byram. She joined the board in 2008 when we were awarded AFRIB and then she was re-elected in 2016. So Diane is an MSU alumna, a veteran politician. She served more than 20 years as a county commissioner, state representative, state senator. And you were the first woman elected as the state house democratic leader in Michigan. So Trustee Byram has followed this FRIP project throughout, and you joined us in 2008. Thank you and welcome.
3: Thank you, Dr. Gossmacher, and good morning, everyone. I'm delighted to join you today to celebrate this monumental accomplishment. This is a watershed moment for MSU, as, and the success of the FRIB is worthy of our celebration today. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, I welcome you to Michigan State University. I'd like to also echo President Stanley's acknowledgments and thank all of our partners who have helped make this day possible. I vividly remember the early days back in 2008, where across campus you could see signs, bring frib to our crib. Remember those? This has been a massive collaboration and clearly demonstrates what can be accomplished when we work together for a common goal. My fellow trustees and I have had many opportunities to support exciting projects from concept to execution at Michigan State. These include academic and residential buildings, research and sports facilities, art museums and agricultural spaces, libraries and more. All of these projects are very important to our institution. They're valued by our faculty and staff and they provide essential educational resources to our students. I think today, however, we are celebrating one of the most remarkable projects in Michigan State University's history, one that will make a huge impact on our state, nation, and world. Like our other speakers, I look forward to seeing all the ways EFRIB will contribute to a brighter future, from advancing homeland security and medicine to answering the big scientific questions of our universe. I'm also excited to know how this program will advance students' learning and success. The opening of Frib here today on this campus offers one-of-a-kind learning experiences for the next generation of scientists. The the faculty will build upon MSU's number one ranked nuclear physics graduate program and will increase new opportunities for students to learn about cutting-edge technologies in their fields of study. The Board of Trustees and I are proud to support the opening of this monumental facility that will build pathways for success for our students. Together, Spartans will change the world, and I look forward to the bright future we will create together. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Trustee Byron. It's now my honor to introduce the next speaker, Congressman Tim Wahlberg. Representative Wahlberg um, is of Michigan's 7th District. He served in the Michigan House of Representatives from 83 to 99 and in Congress from 2007 to 2009, and then he returned to serve again in 2011. As a member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, Representative Wahlberg has been a longstanding advocate for AFRIP. We were honored to have Representative Wahlberg speak at EFRIP's groundbreaking in 2014 and at the 2020 User Facility Designation Ceremony, and we're honored to have you back with us today. Welcome, Representative Wahlberg.
4: Go green! I was hoping I would hear that. What a privilege to be here. And Thomas, thank you for that introduction. I thought you might say, and Congressman Wahlberg is a token Republican here. (laughs) I don't mind that at all and I've enjoyed serving with my colleagues on the other side of the aisle because this is one of those situations where we have been easily bipartisan in the effort over the years. I think probably he could have said I'm I'm one of the oldest guys still around dealing with this issue. I remember going back in the nineties as a member of the state house fighting to make sure that Fermi lab in Batavia, Illinois didn't get, the project start with a superconductor super collider. I had no idea what that was. But I knew that I didn't want Illinois to have that, not just because I grew up on the south side of Illinois, of Chicago, and didn't want it on the north side, I wanted it in Michigan. And to think that it's here, uh, we could say many things, and as a conservative Republican who looks at the bottom line and sees that doggone it, you came in on time early and on budget. That's impressive. Madam Secretary, it's great to have you here and to know that the Department of Energy has the uh, ability to say that this unique facility training center is here at Michigan State uh, where you were governor as well when this began. Uh, it's exciting to know what can take place. I came back from Ukraine just this past weekend, but all that to say I was there just prior to the war starting. In fact, the week that it started, I was in Brussels, in in Rotterdam, and then up in Luleå, Sweden, as part of the Conservative Climate Caucus. Yeah, don't faint. There was a Conservative Climate Caucus, and three of us went over, to be part of the table, to look at what's going on in climate, on energy. And we were thrilled with some of the things we saw, with hydrogen energy and some of the other things going on. But as I thought about what I saw there, and not simply because what I remembered back here in the United States with the potential of all of the above energy, but all of the above science that can lead us into future opportunities that no one else is truly thinking about. And as we met in Brussels with the Green Party, members of the European Union and, and others, there were plenty of common opportunities. And when you think of the research that's going to go on here on things I have no understanding about, and I'm glad our governor, as she opened up talking about the isotopes and everything else, very few of us on this platform have any idea of what you do here. And that's good, because it means that you've got to do it, those of you that, that know. And the most exciting thing for me is not, and it's wonderful, all of the business startups that will take place, all of the scientists from around the world who will come here, but more importantly, all of the students that will have a practical experience, and more than a practical experience, they will also have an opportunity to have their hands in the operations that may find amazing, amazing new ideas, opportunities, and processes that will come out. That excites me as an old guy, because that means the future is bright. And wars that we see, as I saw in Ukraine, may not need to ever happen because of the research here for defense capabilities, energy capabilities, medical capabilities, and ultimately better life for people living on this globe. And so congratulations. Congratulations for all you are done. Dr. Stanley, how lucky you are to be here at this time. And I know you're excited about it because you're of your feeling of endeavors. And I'd say congratulations to all my colleagues who have spent time going to the cardinals on the Appropriations Committee and saying, remember what I came to you last year about? It's still going. Don't let it slip to France. Keep it at Michigan State. And they've done it on time and on budget. God bless you for all the work you've done.
0: Thank you, Congressman Wahlberg. I'm now pleased to introduce Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence of Michigan's 14th District. A vice chair of the House Appropriations Committee, Representative Lawrence works with her congressional colleagues to provide strong funding for nuclear physics and many other programs that serve the foundational backdrop of the Spartan community. Her advocacy for EFRIP on the Appropriations Committee has been invaluable. Welcome to MSU, Congresswoman.
5: It's an honor for me to be here today. It's an honor for me to be with my Secretary of Energy, um, Governor Whitmer, and the President of MSU. I'm extremely excited because come Friday, another one of my family will have a Michigan State degree. So I'm very happy. Right. My granddaughter. Right. Starting today, EFREB is a world premier um, Isotope Beam Facility. It's testament to the talent, the innovative spirit and forward thinking that we have right here in Michigan. There is so much in this world that we must grow and learn and master, and effort will ensure we reach new heights and that we have groundbreaking scientific research. I serve, as you heard, as the vice chair of the House Appropriations Committee. And from day one, when I was sworn into Congress, I kept getting these messages and notes and calls and visits about isotope beams. And I kept asking myself, what is this? And they said, you just have to do it. Just, just work with us. I said, okay. But I am so proud that Michigan State has created a bipartisan effort to make this investment because I serve as on the Appropriations Committee with my colleague, Representative Republican Representative Molinar, and the two of us have been steadfast and committed to working together to ensure that the funding is there for us to create this facility. I will continue to work with Secretary Granholm and my congressional colleagues to keep Michigan moving forward and to make sure this investment pays off. I also serve as the second vice chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, and I'm grateful that EFRED is collaborating with nine minority-serving institutions to help coordinate a nationwide effort to improve diversity and representation within the nuclear physics scientific community. That is huge. Because as this, this, this institution, Michigan State University, thrive on the message of diversity and inclusion, we need everyone at the table because to win the future, and that's what we're doing today, we need all hands on deck. I want to thank all the hard work of the scientists, manufacturers, and the employees throughout Michigan. I thank you because I don't have to blow my brain up trying to understand this. I just need to support you, and I do that through <laughs> appropriations and through my votes. Uh, there will be hundreds of permanent jobs for scientists and engineers and other staff during this, and $4 million in statewide transactions over the course of the lifetime, $4 billion. And over $205 million, and see, I'm a former mayor, and every time I would cut a ribbon, I would smile and say, let the taxes begin to flow. So <laughs> when we cut this ribbon, over $205 million in new tax revenues, this facility is nothing short of transformational. And I'm grateful to play my small part in this, and I can't wait to see how we're going to rock the world and show not only the country of the United States of America, but the world on a global platform how amazing we are here in Michigan. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Representative Lawrence. Now I'm happy to introduce our Congresswoman, the one district, Michigan's 8th district, Representative Alyssa Slotkin. Since her first days in Congress in 2019, she led the bipartisan Michigan House delegation support for the DOE Office of Science, Nuclear Physics, and for AfREP. We, we were honored to have you join us in the 2020 User Facility Designation Ceremony, and we're happy to welcome you back. Representative Slotkin, thank you for being here today.
6: Well hello everybody, I know you've heard lots of speeches and, um, and uh, what I want to just basically reinforce is what some of my colleagues have already mentioned. This is how it's supposed to work in government, right? We're supposed to be able to hear the demand signal from our amazing research institutions, coordinate with the local community, with East Lansing and Lansing, and then advocate on a bipartisan basis local officials and federal officials. Um, And that is what we've been able to do over multiple administrations as Congress has changed hands many times. Um, And just a a, a couple of moments behind the scenes of what it actually means to advocate for all of my colleagues up here is Michigan State will say we need these things in order to stay on time and on budget. And then we in Congress, um, along with our, our friends in the Senate, we literally write a letter that puts down in writing what we need from the Appropriations Committee, what we need in the House and the Senate, And then on a bipartisan basis, we go and fight for that money. Whatever committees we're on, whatever place we have special leverage. I'm a a national security person by training, so the, the Armed Services Committee is where I spend a lot of my time. But we have fanned out as Michigan representatives in order to fight for projects like these, in addition to things like the Great Lakes. And I think it demonstrates that it still can work that it still can work. So I couldn't be more pleased, and just to put a very fine point on it, we have spent from the federal government, we've secured, I should say, not quite yet spent, $635 million in federal funding over the lifetime of this project. There are very few, very few, there are very few projects across the country that can say over this lifespan have been able to keep up that bipartisan support um, and I think the thing that had, was mentioned is that that money not only will go to Michigan State and the research and the manufacturing community or the, the labor community that built all these facilities, but the, the spin off for the local community in jobs, the spin off in the, the innovation, the companies here in East Lansing and Lansing that are springing up because of the FRIB, I think, means it's a false force multiplier across the country. Um, across the region. And then lastly, as Mr. Wahlberg said, um, I think the world is getting a real um, wake-up call on the issue of nuclear physics lately because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine because I now have 13-year-olds asking me about the prospect of nuclear weapons being used in Europe, and because of the demand signal on energy and the need to diversify our energy sources. So I think it couldn't be a more prescient time for this amazing institution to fully come into being. Um, If you haven't done the, the family day, the once a year that they open up and you can go and visit, I highly recommend it. It's amazing. Only in Michigan can we manufacture that kind of precision instrumentation. Only in Michigan State can we attract the top level folks from across the country. And I couldn't be more proud to lead the the congressional effort on fighting for those last dollars. So, congratulations.
0: Thank you, Congresswoman Slotkin. Now we'll hear remarks from Senator Gary Peters, who, like the governor, is an MSU alum. Senator Peters served in the Michigan State Senate and was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 2008 and to the Senate in 2015. Senator Peters has tirelessly worked to secure FRIP's smooth transition from the NSF to the UE and from construction to operations. We were honored to. Um, have you give remarks at the 2020 user facility designation and we're equally honored to have you back today. Welcome Senator Peters.
7: Well good morning uh, everyone. I tell you it is uh, is certainly an honor to be back here at uh, my alma mater uh, here at Michigan State and and, uh, I can tell you everybody all across Michigan is so proud of what's happening here today but those of us who have had the privilege of attending this amazing institution and uh, being with the professors and all the faculty and the staff, we have a special element of pride to see this historic moment uh, happening here uh, on campus. It's certainly an honor to be here with Secretary Granholm. Thank you for uh, for being here. Thank you for your leadership. At the uh, federal level, it was great to work with you uh, when you were the the governor here, and uh, it's not often where you can start something as a governor and many years later come back as the secretary of energy to actually cut the ribbon so thank you for uh, for your leadership dr Lasmacher, thank you for uh, your leadership it was uh, great to uh, work with you uh, over the the years and uh, to uh, be able to visit this facility. Great to see Diane Byram and of course President Stanley. Thank you for all of your leadership. I've got to stop there. Thanks to everybody else who was, uh, who was introduced at the very beginning of this program. Uh, but I want to thank everyone who's here uh, in the audience. Uh, all of you uh, just played an instrumental role to make this uh, happen. And I think I speak for everybody. We say we just can't wait to, to, to see uh, what happens going forward. The the road to to not only build this uh, world-class facility, but to secure the federal resources and support needing to make it possible, as you've already heard from the previous speakers, uh, was a very long one, and that's why all of us here on the stage just can't wait to see this ribbon cut, to see this facility get up and started. Uh, I was certainly honored to work with all my colleagues here to make this funding possible and, as you've heard, in a bipartisan way, which means, yes, Alyssa, it can still work if we are committed to making this happen, but we're committed to making this happen because of all of the energy and support of everybody here in this auditorium, all of you who believe so much in this project, understood the possibilities that would arise as a result of this project, and that was uh, able to make this uh, happen. There's no question that basic scientific research and development is the seed corn of our economy and innovation, Helps or generates uh, the opportunities for new industries to arise and increase productivity and enhance American competitiveness. And that's why the the research uh, here at uh, the EFREB is just absolutely critical. It will help drive the creation of new businesses and jobs across our state uh, and the country as we commercialize uh, many of the discoveries that will happen uh, right here. Uh, in addition to working to, to fund uh, the Freb uh, I was certainly proud to work uh, with uh, folks here at Michigan State and their government relations team, which does an outstanding job of keeping us informed of what's happening here, and then the collaboration with so many other folks here at MSU to craft some other bipartisan legislation that was signed into law to make the, the first major update in federal research and technology policy in over a decade emphasizing the need to maximize uh, basic research opportunities, to redu- reduce some of the administrative uh, burdens uh, for researchers, I heard a lot about administrative burdens for researchers, uh, and encourage uh, scientific uh, entrepreneurship. And we all know that FRIB is uh, is not only putting MSU further on the map, as one of the premier research universities on the globe, uh, As particularly with the outstanding quality of your graduates from your nuclear physics program, this is just a, a huge economic boon for Michigan, creating economic activity that are going to bring people right here to the uh, Greater Lansing uh, area. So to all the local officials here in, in the Lansing uh, Greater area, i uh, remember what uh, Congresswoman Lawrence said: let the tax dollars flow into the Greater Lansing area, which will be an incredible benefit for folks here. FRIB is also furthering our ability to compete with other nations uh, and, you know, make, make no mistake about it, our competitors uh, and particularly the Chinese government are making significant investments in research and development and if we fail to do so as well, uh, we risk seeding jobs and economic opportunity and it endangers our, both our national as well as our economic uh, security. Uh, In the coming weeks, uh, my colleagues and I will be working to finalize some new comprehensive legislation that will make major investments in research, our universities, our students, thereby boosting our competitiveness and keeping our nation on the cutting edge of new technologies like semiconductors, and these are discoveries and research that will transform lives and ensure that the United States continues to be at the top of innovation in the world. So, everyone here today, thank you for uh, all that you do, and I look forward to continuing to work with all of you and the MSU community uh, as we work to make sure the research community here continues to grow and prosper. And in closing, I just want to say, as a proud alumni, go green!
0: Thank you, Senator Peters. It's now an honor to introduce Michigan's senior senator and third Spartan amongst today's speakers, both with a bachelor's and a master's degree from MSU Senator Debbie Stabenow. She served for 12 years in the Michigan House and for four years in the state Senate. In 1996, she was elected to represent Michigan's 8th congressional district in the House of Representatives, and in 2000, Senator Stabenow became the first woman from Michigan elected to the United States Senate. Since its earliest days, Senator Stabenow became a stalwart champion for EFRIP and the scientific breakthroughs it will make possible, leading the efforts to ensure the federal funds for EFRIP's construction. We were honored to have Senator Stabenow speak at EFRIP's groundbreaking in 2014, as well as deliver remarks at the 2020 User Facility Designation Ceremony. And we're honored to have you back today. Welcome, Senator Stabenow.
8: well good morning it is so exciting to be here i have to tell you though as someone who loves wharton center to uh, come to uh, wonderful plays and musicals i'll be coming back in a couple of weeks i feel like we need the f rib jig or something we need to be dancing up here president stanley uh, because of this wonderful celebration uh, and i also have to say that and, I'm, and i want to thank everyone this is the team everybody. This is the Spartan team, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and to all of you. Uh, But I also have to say that uh, on Friday I was here because we were kicking off the uh, five-year bipartisan effort to do the next Farm Bill. We started it right here at Michigan State. It was a bipartisan uh, day, and it was exciting to talk about agricultural research, and bioenergy research and all of the important efforts around food and farm and rural community efforts that we need to do together so every day michigan state is making a difference every day michigan state is making a difference and this facility uh... i'm not sure there is anything bigger that's going to have had an impact on the michigan economy not just michigan state university but the michigan economy Uh, These issues go back a long way for for me from the cyclotron and so many other efforts. And in fact, when uh, Tim Walberg was talking about the efforts when he was in the state legislature, the superconducting super collider, remember that, was to be in my district in rural Ingham County. Anybody remember anybody out there in all those meetings I did in rural Ingham County um, trying to explain to people what this was? So I had to learn fast and early about these issues and have become a huge support and champion ever since. We also uh, know that it's really been 15 years. We talk about 2008. 2008. But this really did start with incredible leadership here at Michigan State and bringing so many of us together to talk about this idea. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we were doing this kind of research at some place other than a federal lab so that graduate students, undergraduate students could benefit from the incredible opportunities offered through here? And so we started. Uh, In a number of ways, and I will tell you, when you go back eight years ago, it sounds simple now, but 2008, first of all, it was a presidential election. I remember being with uh, President, well, candidate, Barack Obama, and he saw those bring frib to our crib signs, Diane, asked me if they were for him. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and he said, "I get it. I get the point. All right, I get it." So he's elected, and then we all kind of go, "Oh, this is great!" But we're competing with an Illinois lab, and he's from Illinois, Brookhaven Federal Lab. Remember that? So it was kind of like, "Remember, it was like, oh, this is great. We hope." <laughs> but MSU won out, and the facts. on on the opportunities, on the case that MSU could make. And I will also say that we were at a very difficult time in Congress. 2008, the largest financial recession since the Great Depression. The first time we brought up to get the votes to save our auto industry, it didn't pass. We had to go back again, Senator Levin and I uh, in the Senate, and then President Obama is elected. We go back Again, to be able to get the efforts to be able to continue an American automobile uh, industry. Science was being cut at the time. And in the middle of all this, the excellence of MSU shone through. The teamwork from not only we had our great then Governor Granholm and the congressional delegation, MSU, business community, people far and wide came together, believing in this mission, this mission and what could happen. And in the midst of a very challenging time, MSU was selected. And we were able to go on then, step by step by step, to get the initial funding, to get the annual funding. It's great to have wonderful people on our appropriations committee. Thank you, Senator Lawrence, uh, to have... Representative SOT can lead us in these final efforts as we were pushing and pushing and pushing, and here we are today. MSU is number one nationwide in research supported by the Department of Energy. And we are going to see breakthroughs that we can't even imagine today, that will change our lives, our security, our health care, our jobs, opportunities, for students to dream big dreams and see things that maybe they couldn't have seen before and actually know they could get it done. So I'm proud to be here. I'm excited to be here. Proud to continue to be your partner and particularly proud to be a Spartan. Go green!
0: Well... Thank you, Senator Stabenow. And now it's an honor and a privilege to introduce the United States Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm. And as you heard, her support for AFRIP has gone back, went back to when she was the governor. She understands the promise of AFRIP to cutting-edge research in the communities and new market sectors in Michigan and across the country. We're grateful for your leadership, and thank you, Secretary Granholm, for joining us in celebrating the start of AFRIP Science today.
9: Thank you, Director Glasmacher. Listening to um, Senator Stabenow and thinking about 2008, and for those of you who remember it, it was just so brutal of a time. Um, And many of us up here were working together to try to lift Michigan from its knees. And it was hard. And in 2008, the notion of being able to give people hope about the future was really important, even as people were struggling so much and the auto industry was struggling so much and the workers were struggling so much. And so when the cooperative agreement was reached, when when MSU was, was chosen, it just gave this beam of hope that sliced through what was really such a painful moment and often there's an old proverb that says, sometimes leadership is planting seeds under whose shade you will never sit, planting trees under whose shade you will never sit. And what a, just personally for me, to come, be able to come back at this moment, to be able to sit under the tree that you all have been watering and nurturing and planting and being able to then show another light into the future, which is what will happen. For those of you who have not seen the facility or been inside yet, and I know a number of you have already, but the idea that these, this massive series of pieces of equipment, the bended forms of metals, the huge technology and computers associated with this, with this uh, facility for rare isotope beams, the fact that this massive investment is researching the tiniest of particles, the subatomic particles, it is mind blowing. And what the president wanted me to come today to say is that we in the United States and now MSU and Michigan in the lead are going to invest in that future We're going to invest in curiosity-based research and research that leads to cures for cancer, that leads us to be safe in a nuclear age. We're going to invest in the future. We're going to invest in the students here. It doesn't always have to be at a lab, uh, at a... DOE has 17 national labs. It doesn't always have to be inside the lab. We have 28. This is called a user facility. We have 28 user facilities across the country. It means that we want to open the doors of research to allow this next generation of students to be able to benefit from facilities like this, in addition to working alongside the most brilliant Nobel-winning scientists and, and researchers. We are just so... Um, committed as an administration to that investment in the future, so the um, bipartisan infrastructure law that was passed earlier uh, this administration last November—that's sort of the backbone of the Biden administration's strategy to invest in the basics, as uh, Governor Whitmer was saying: roads and bridges, broadband, making sure we have an energy infrastructure through our grid, et cetera. That's sort of the backbone. And the brains will be the piece of legislation that Senator Peters was referring to, which is the Bipartisan Innovation Act. And we know that we have bipartisan support for investing in the brains of this country, that we are not gonna be overtaken by China or by others who are equally hungry to be in the lead. We have to invest in order to be in the lead. So I, uh, just as a personal point of gratitude. I'm so grateful to be here today to be able to celebrate this. And I look forward to coming back to be able to celebrate the the discovery of all of the rare isotopes and other isotopes for our isotope program that you will be discovering all of the benefits that will lead to that. And I have to just give one other shout out to um, Jim Blanchard who, another huge Spartan and fan who's here, who has been such a leader. This has been a a three governor journey, a multi-member of Congress journey, a huge lift by the trustees and by MSU presidents. And Thomas, you've been there from the beginning. So thank you for your leadership as well. Let's get this done.
0: Thank you very much, Secretary Granholm. And now we come to the ribbon cutting part. And we will arrange the ribbon cutting with the same level of precision that we used to build (laughs) EFROP. And so I invite the speakers to go to the front of the stage carefully on the steps and please preserve the same order in which you are seated. I will join you in a moment, but Secretary Granholm and President Stanley, please take these outlandishly large scissors (laughs) and take your places, and they they are sharp. So, So don't cut yet. So President Stanley, you will count, three, two, one, cut, and then you cut at the same time, please. Three,
7: two, one, cut.
0: Okay, so please stay, I'll close this program here in one minute, it's the end of our formal program. I want to extend one more time our sincerest gratitude on behalf of Michigan State and the facility for rare isotope beams to everybody. To all of our speakers, I know you made an extra effort to come, thank you so much and thank you for your support over 15 years. To the audience, please file out safely to the lobby and we invite you to take a celebratory FRIP cookie made by the MSU Bakery on the way out. Thank you and have a nice day.